Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey, and we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. <clears throat> My boys almost left me just for a second. Almost. Uh, today we have the honor of reviewing the my favorite film, uh, one of my favorite films. I say one of my favorite films. I mean, no, it's, it's, my, it's my favorite horror film of all time. Um, but it's one of my favorite films. Period. Um, Halloween has a special place in my heart, um, and we, I talk a little bit about that here in a little bit. Um, but yes, uh, we are doing Halloween, nineteen seventy eight. Uh, from John Carpenter, produced by Deborah Hill, uh, also executive producer Aaron uh, Erwin Yablans, and uh, so many different people. Uh, Mustafa Okat, who later on took over the series pretty much, but starring the late great Donald Pleasance, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Tony Moran's in it, Nick Castle. You have Nancy uh, Kais, who was actually Nancy Loomis at the time, PJ Souls. Uh, Charles Cyphers as Sheriff Brackett, Kyle Richards as uh, Kylie Richards, I guess Kylie Richards as yeah. Lindsay, and then Brian Andrews as Tommy, and uh, you have a host of other folks that's in this movie. Brandon's about to hit you with some numbers. 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 All right. So I got a 7.7 .7 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, Metacritic gives it an 87%. Audience score is 89%. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 96% overall, which is certified fresh. And it's got a 89% on the audience score. And we're joined in the, in the you know, the fan section, the the hill section, we would call that. On the hill section? Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're for us wrestling fans. Also seeing punks coming back tonight, guys. Um, but uh, Billford the Hobbit, what's up, Billford? Thank you for joining us. When's the first time you saw Halloween uh, 1978? Let me know. All right. And um, I just want to talk a little bit about some of the backstory of Halloween, so how it came about. So Erwin Yablons, uh, had he just finished a, a movie, and he, and he wanted to make uh, another movie, but he wanted to be a horror because horror was getting popular. Uh, and so he had an idea about... It's called, called the Babysitter Murderers, uh, Babysitter Murderers, I think. And so mm -hmm. he um, pretty much uh, utilized, like, he wanted to work with um, John Carpenter because he finished, uh, you know, helping him uh, distribute um, Assault on Precinct 13. Yeah. And so uh, from there, they, you know, pretty much worked with it. Carpenter, uh, couldn't believe that the term, the name Halloween hadn't been used in a, in a horror film yet, as far as like the title. Um, but also we got to talk about it, Brandon. We're going to talk about it. So what are we talking about? This people <laughs> credit this as the first slasher. Honestly, oh. that has to go to, in my opinion, to black Christmas, which, which came out what a, a year, a year or two before Halloween. Maybe the year. 74, prior. I believe. Uh, no, 74 was, uh, 73, 74 is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, I think this was. I think. Uh, I think uh, Black Christmas came out in '77. I want to say. I want to say '77. Uh, I was thinking it was before then, but maybe not. But uh, I can look it up real quick. But yeah, I credit Black Christmas as the uh, first '70. Oh, you was right. '74. I didn't realize it was that far. I was thinking it was '74. Good job, Brandon. I, I didn't realize <laughs> it was '74. I thought it was like, like. 
like well, it was only a few years prior, to, like a short few years prior to Halloween, but it's actually several years, four years. Yeah, I think it doesn't get the credit it deserves simply because it's it was from a Canadian production company, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But it's a very good film. I've seen it. Was it night twenty nineteen? Very first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it mainly because uh, John Saxon's in it. But also the girl from Romeo and Juliet, the, like the lead actress, and so I mean, I, it was it was a pretty decent film. Gilbert says first time I saw Halloween '78 was last wow last year. It was cool. I was too late to appreciate it. Um, yeah, well, hey man, it's better late than never. It doesn't matter if you've seen it just recently or you see you saw it like like I saw it when I was a kid. But um, Brandon, you're a little later to the game. No, not really. Well, you've seen probably, you probably knowing you, you probably seen two before one. I did. Actually. I saw <laughs> I two before saying. one. Like every Halloween after trick or treating, like I always come into the house with Halloween two on. Mm. I don't understand. I don't know how that happened, but it was like all the time Halloween two was playing. So when I was little, I actually confused two with one. But you know, because two was like I, I don't know. I just. That was the one I saw first, and that was the, that was the that was truly Halloween for me. Uh, of course, I would see Halloween. It was weird. I would always like uh, Friday Thirteenth, two before one. Like I don't know. I don't know why why I saw the sequel before the original back in the day. Yeah, but I had to sneak it in too. So yeah. uh, you know, the family didn't. He wasn't Amish, but I wasn't Amish. Close. I don't know where this came from that I was. Uh, Amish, but you know. Uh, KJ uh, Carrington, who was who uh, worked with me on uh, paintball, his family were gonna work to do paintball too. Uh, he says, "Hey, my cousin uh, Alicia Weaver says me too. I guess she loves this movie." Um, and then uh, got several other folks that's coming. But yeah, um, for me, my first time seeing Halloween. Um, actually was probably the uh, TV run version of it because, you know, I remember watching it. Um, I, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm like you, I guess. I sort of bleed in um, Halloween and Halloween 2 as being like one film. So mm-hmm. I, it's hard for me to re- realize where it, where one began, when the, where the other one ended. You know, yeah, so, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, obviously, real quick, more backstory. Halloween... Um, so Carpenter uh, did this film on the on a small budget. Jamie Lee Fox, not Jamie Lee Fox, Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know. Why I said Jamie Lee Fox. Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, this was her first breakout role. She's of course Janet Lee's daughter and Tony Curtis's daughter. Uh, and her mom was in Psycho. He loved Psycho. There's a big a lot of homages to Psycho. Uh, Donald Pleasance was not the first person to play Loom. Uh, not the first choice to play Loomis in his film. It actually was Peter Cushing, Cushing and uh, and Christopher Lee, but they both turned it down because the money wasn't good for him. The money wasn't right for him, but Donald, he had six kids, and he's like, man, give me that money. Me I'm, that glad, money. I'm glad Donald Pleasance, because Donald Pleasance breathed in what it was to be uh, Sam Loomis. You oh, absolutely. Like, for the longest time, I didn't even know his first name was Sam. I just always I was just Loomis, Doctor Loomis, but uh, yeah, I, it was uh, he he 
he carried this franchise for a long, the longest time. Mm-hmm. I mean, carried it. I just when you thought Halloween, of course you thought Michael, but you thought Loomis right there with him. I mean, I felt they were equals. I agree. I absolutely agree. Yeah, he carried the the franchise for the longest, and actually, his I think that if he hadn't never passed away, I think that he would have still continued to be oh, yeah. in some form or function. I would love to have seen him. If he's alive, I'd love to have seen him as an older Loomis in the 2018 version. Like, I would love to have seen, of course, he probably wouldn't be able to take bumps and do all those things, but it was, it would have been great just to see. And it, it would have been actually. Like, I, I always, uh, I always um, mark out every time I hear his voice. We'll talk about it later in, uh, when we review Halloween H2O because they play a little clip yeah. of, of his, uh, The Devil's Eyes, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, just like, I get giddy because it's freaking Donald Pleasance. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of his. It's because of this movie. But yeah, so Halloween, man. Uh, what what for you made this movie uh, so important to the genre? Important to horror? I think for mostly it's the way it's shot. I had never seen anything shot quite like Halloween. Mm-hmm. And even today, it's it still stands out from the way most directors shoot their films today. It is James Wan, you know, he follows suit with what Carpenter does, but uh, most people don't. And it's just, I don't know, Carpenter had a good eye for what, how he wanted to present his films back in the day. And it was just, it was pretty amazing. I, I, my favorite horror movie by John Carpenter was They Live. All right. My favorite, obviously, is Actually, my favorite is not technically. I love Halloween, but it's not my favorite Carpenter film. My favorite Carpenter film is actually uh, um, is actually uh, what is it? Uh, um, uh, the the thing. I'm sorry, I just drew a blank. Uh, so that was that's my favorite as well as the thing. That's my favorite horror film. Uh, oh, really? That's interesting. The thing. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I've been a fan of the things. Since like I was like nine, like I, I think I saw the thing before I saw any of the Halloweens, so I didn't even know Carpenter directed it. You and didn't I love, realize it was the same guy. No, and it's funny. It's funny because there's a little screenshot of the thing in Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess he had planned to remake he, that when he was making Halloween. He was a big uh, uh, Howard Howard. Is it Howard? Uh, forget uh, the guy's name, but anyway, he was a big fan of. The guy who created, who directed the original, the thing, and so you know, it's a it was a great great remake. It's one it goes, the thing, the fly, and the blob is the greatest remakes in horror horror remakes in my opinion. And if you want to throw a fourth one in there, the mummy, uh, which was fun, they took it to a different place. But yeah, but it's a little tidbit. That's just a little. My thoughts. Yeah, I can't comment on the fly. I haven't seen never it. seen the fly. No, with oh, her. we're gonna oh, we're gonna do it. We're gonna have to watch it. But or uh, a sequel. Uh, I, you're didn't, okay. I didn't catch Eric Stoltz's version at all. So, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I I would say uh, as far as I want to mention, you mentioned uh, the camera, uh, the direction yeah. in this film. We it's, you got to mention that this film isn't the first movie that to. Uh, utilized the Panaglide, which is an early version of like the Steadicam, but it did it 
it made it a character in this mm-hmm. film. Whereas, like, um, there's a lot of POV shots in uh, the Black Christmas film with with Billy, uh, but you never really. But it it was just more of a just to keep it um, keep you in the darkness of who the killer is. And they um, Friday Thirteenth copy imitated Halloween pretty much. It it would not be a I guess I'll say it. Sean Cunningham, uh, if it wasn't if it hadn't have been for John Carpenter and Halloween, there would not be a Friday Thirteenth. Um, that's no secret. That, yeah, they ripped it off. And created something. Hey, it's a fluke. Sean Cunningham is a mm, oh, go ahead. He's a hack. I mean, he is. Go ahead, Rick. I'll talk about him. I don't care. I mean, I, I'm a big Friday fan, but that man is a hack, and I, I, I wish he hadn't directed it. I wish he had nothing. I, I hope he loses all rights. I hope it goes well, in a way I do, but in a way Victor Miller probably screwed up even more. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, true, truly, the guy that really got Jason over for me was uh, Steve Miner from Part Two. Hmm. The director, he, he brought Jason to life. And he made it. He made it different from what Cunningham was trying to do. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mentioned that because he had a, he he deployed a lot of uh, POV shots, but Carpenter did it better. Carpenter, um, well, he yeah, Carpenter uh, <laughs> just like the the way that the camera moves, uh, the the panaglide, uh, the way that it moves, and and it feels like Halloween, even though this. Even though this movie was shot in like Pasadena, California, every leaf that you see in this movie, Carpenter and uh, Deborah and Curtis and everybody that was a part of the movie hand painted leaves and gathered leaves and sprinkled leaves throughout because they shot in this in California to make yeah. it look like uh, fall um, in Illinois, Haddonfield, Illinois. But uh, Fun fact, Haddonfield doesn't exist in Illinois. Uh, Deborah Hill is from Haddonfield, New Jersey. Carpenter's from Bowling Green, Kentucky, for those that don't know. That's why if you watch Halloween, you're going to hear Russellville mentioned. Uh, yeah. Did you pop when you heard Russellville? Yeah, I mean, I always pop. Like in the fog, I popped when they talked about Russellville Road. Uh, although I'm not a big fan of that movie. But I, I, nope. I love that information, that love for where he... You know, he came, he came, he came, up came from and that he's putting it into his movies early on in his career. I and mean, that's that's respect for where you come from. I mean, that's all that is. And so I love that. Um, you know, when they talk about Russell because, you know, there is a street down Russellville that looks exactly like uh, the suburbs in the movie Halloween. Really? Yeah. And right. its friend, I might go mention his name, used, his family used to live on that street. And I, I remember staying with him visiting him and his family is like man your 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 house looks like the road that laurie strode and her friends got attacked <laughs> it's yeah. like it's freaky and there was this older guy just kind of walking down the sidewalk and it's like man it's like uh-uh i'm living halloween right now i must leave we had a we had a this is not Halloween related but we have an elm street everybody has elm street that's what freddie says uh but anyway there's a street here in Bowling Green, there was a house that looked like um, the cleaned up version of uh, the Kruger the Kruger house. Um, and so, I, also, segue back to Halloween with that. So, when they did some pickup shots for this movie, the house that they used for the pickup shots is the same mm-hmm. house that they used for Nightmare on M Street. So, Nancy, uh, so, so Nancy uh, 
Nancy and uh, uh, Lori Strode both occupied the same house, just several years apart from one another. It's pretty interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, I, I, I did some research for this, man. You did some research. Uh, but yeah, I, I just want to bring some fun little tidbits there. But yeah, uh, the movie starts with a very young Michael Myers. And that's what I love about this movie, where I don't like about others. I love that there is no true motivation for why he killed his sister. And, you know, as a kid, I remember watching this movie thinking that the reason why he did it was because she wouldn't take him trick-or-treating. That's something I think Rob Zombie played with. Yeah. But but that's not why he did it in the original. No. No. There is no reason why he did it. Um, and speaking of that scene, you know, with mm-hmm. Sandy Johnson as Judith, um, well, I mean, how did you feel about that's leading up to that? Not just recently watching <laughs> Maybe it, you want to drink some water. <laughs> I need, yeah, I need to get a drink. <clears throat> but how did I feel about the leading up leading to up that? Leading up to how you felt like the direction they were going to like. So, like, first time watching, first time viewer. Okay. Um, were you expecting that? I mean, I know you watched it as a kid. Were you expecting... Did you know what you were getting into um, with this opening? No. Um, no, I, I didn't. Uh, well, I know that you get somebody, like, sucking, but it, at first it, at first you think... You don't know if it's just a, a, a presence, but not so much a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, like, once you see, like, the hand and the reaching for the knife and stuff like that and you're like oh this is a person you know in the house and by the way um you know uh Nan- what's her name nancy in this right nancy you talking about uh, Danny? Uh, yeah well, well the michael's sister judith, judith judith myers um but judith myers her boyfriend is the quickest <laughs> i mean dude you just went up the stairs bro like what's up with the dude that's later on anyway um so anyway, when when I first saw it, I didn't know. And, and, and they ain't taking their time to police the woman. They they getting in and getting out. That's what they're doing. <laughs> but like, like what, I was gonna ask you your interpretations of the stabbing of uh, Judith Myers. So when uh, when Michael's hands coming up and down, he goes from looking at her and he starts looking at his hands. Is what do you? How do you interpret that? Like that action, like. Is he, is he like excited to see like or or just in I'm I'm actually doing this like what's what do you how do you interpret that? When I first watched it, like I and I and I'm gonna get I, you girlfriend. And I feel it's still to this day. I, I feel like he's almost like he's possessed. Like there is no. It's like he's like he's almost like a great white shark in a sense. All he what's that? Yeah, kind of comments. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Got a lot. Uh, but all right. Uh, go, my go, feedback here. Yeah, we're, I'm gonna answer. The, go ahead and say what you're saying real quick. And All he's I, after, you know, he's he's got he's out for blood. Mm-hmm. That's it. And he's almost like he's like possessed in a sense. Like I got to kill this person. There's no real thought process other than killing. So, like a yeah. great white shark out for blood. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's no rhyme or reason. And I love that about him. Yeah, like, like there's no. And it reminded me years after watching the original Psych, that shower scene, that you know, of Norman killing her. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that so much. It's very, very much an homage to that. Yeah. I don't know if Carpenter meant it to be an homage, but it truly was. I it's would, very much an homage. I would say he did. Say, hey, this is this is the biggest film, or what I think is going to be the biggest film since Psycho. 
Yeah, I don't know if he don't thought know. that much of himself. Yeah, but, I don't know. Like, but like, it was at first. Critic critics panned this film, uh, but but one one or two critics turned it around, and then now it became this phenomenal money maker. You know, but yeah. uh, real quick, let me jump to comments, uh, Billfer, and then I'm gonna go to the Facebook comments. All right, my favorite horror movie is The Possession, 1981, starring Sam Neill. It was a uh, Banned for 30 years because it was too violent. They dropped the Blu-ray on 20, in 2010, and it was the first time shown to the world. I've never seen that movie. Have you? I haven't seen it, but I've seen it like streaming. I think on Amazon Prime. You can read this one. Uh, they are all terrible babysitters, and if I had children, I would never hire them. Hashtag justice served. I don't it's feel Lori. Lori's a very good babysitter. She doesn't leave her kids with anyone. Lori was great. Lori was the number one babysitter. Yeah, like I, she, did, I they just heard they uh, all. And uh, Linda's not actually a babysitter, I don't believe. Uh, she's just looking for a good time. <laughs> but Annie was horrible. She was a bad babysitter. Oh, uh, she, uh, she was talking about uh, Friday 13th, my cousin Alicia was saying. She says she don't know how, but she knows that. Uh, she knows that his mom was killed in the first movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then Kim Proctor says, I've seen the entire franchise and I have to check out your video when you're done. Okay. Thank you, Kim. Uh, Sh Shakira Tunstall, who uh, is a uh, journalist. That room is dope. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, and then KJ says, <laughs> Sean Cunningham is F. I don't know. Uh, I don't. Laugh out loud, laugh out loud. Emoji, emoji, laugh out loud. All right. Uh, and then, uh, don't get me started. Give me on that Sean. shirt, Aaron. I can't do it, KJ. Hadfield does exist. I'm bowling. It's, it's bowling green, Kentucky. That's what he's saying. Yeah. In my opinion, BG is Haddonfield. Um, and also, then, Sharon Grove. Uh, Smith's Grove. Smith's Grove. Yeah. It's like the creepiest place I've ever been to. Have you ever been? <laughs> he said, talk about it quickly. Well, Smith's Grove, yeah, my my granddad, he is a farm. He's a he was a farmer there. Like me and my ex went there one time. Just she wanted to do some photography shots, mm -hmm. and the people just stared at us like like we didn't. It was almost like, like children of the corn, almost like the kids looking at you like you don't belong here, and we're gonna get rid of you <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah, it depends on where I you haven't been back. I'm actually supposed to go to Smith's Grove tomorrow for my family reunion. All right, but I'm uh, sorry. Hey man, it's, it, I'm I'm family there. But uh, real quick, Billford says. They're all okay. I read that one. Uh, Ace, Ace is here. Ace Arcadia. Hey, hope everyone is doing good. What's up, Ace? Thank you very much. Doing pretty good here, Ace. Yeah, we're good. All right, uh, let's get really back to it. So, um, after that murder, we flash forward 15 years later, I say, and then uh, yeah. uh, Doctor Loomis and Nurse Sine. I thought she was going to be, a, honestly, even watching this movie now, I always thought she was going to be a bigger part in this film. I always thought, it felt like yeah, it's going to be her and Loomis looking for him. But she it was wasn't. like one and done. No, she yeah. got scared and ran off. She's like, no, man, that big hand came and hit me in the, or hit that glass behind my, my head and jerked my hair. So Michael steals the car. Somebody talked Michael had to drive, which, oh, so the novel, there's a novel novelization of Halloween, the original. It's like 300 bucks you cannot find it yeah you can find no, it on like can, ebay yeah for like 300 something yeah or higher which know. i would love to own it but it's not that deep uh it's deep but it's not that deep we, they it's not in published it's not being uh it's not in print is what i'm saying but yeah 
in that book, uh, Michael actually did more things within the sanitarium and uh, and like almost killing people. Like he tried drowning a girl in the uh, bopping for apples a barrel and uh, he spoke a little bit, but then he finally just stopped talking. Um, but then uh, so that's why when you get to Sam, Sam Loomis, Dr. Loomis now as an adult in this or not an adult is him early later on in this film. You, that's why you see Sam and Dr. Loomis is like, no, he's evil. He needs to be institutionalized. He needs to be locked up and sedate him. You know, you know, I'm shocked that he didn't try to get him executed. <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe he didn't believe in the death. Well, he tried to shoot Michael. I guess he does believe in something. But anyway, well, he's not try to. He did literally shoot the man. But anyway, um, but yeah, so Michael finds he escapes and he finds his way home. Uh, it's crazy. So Michael between Smith's Grove and Haddonfield, he murders a truck driver, uh, a pickup, yeah. uh, uh, a tow truck driver, yeah. takes his outfit, which, when, watching this movie, is uh, when I was younger, I never noticed the body in the bushes. Never? Never. It, it wasn't until, and I didn't know the significance of the rabbit, the rabbit in red, which Rob Zombie made a whole thing out of that, which it, it had no significance in this movie. Yeah, it just was there. I don't know. It. I don't even know if it was a reference to anything prior to Halloween. Uh, do you know? I have no. I don't know. Okay, but yeah, it just was like a random thing. But Rob Zombie took it and said, "Well, uh, that's where Michael's mama works. She's a stripper. You know, whatever, whatever, and whatever, Rob Zombie. Whatever you do, bro. Why you gotta have Sherry? Anyway, um, Sherry. Yeah, I'm not looking forward. I'm not. I ain't gonna get onto it. I'm not looking forward to that monsters reboot. Um. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm not. We're not gonna really discuss Rob Zombie's version, are we? Can't say I won't. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Hopefully we'll cross not. that bridge when we hopefully get there. Not. We'll, we'll discuss them, but we might not have to watch them. I don't know. Good, because yeah. I, I want to spend money on that again. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, what do you think about uh, Michael stalking these people? Like, like, and and the see, the way here's he, what you should never do to a crazy person. Speed kills. Never say that to a person driving really slow watching you, first of all. That's a white thing to do. That shouldn't be done. Whoa, dang. <laughs> okay, teach. All right, bro. But so, quick question. So, uh, um, totally. Had, totally. So, hadn't, hadn't Lori had to stop at the Myers house to drop the key off because Daddy Strode said to do so. Um, Michael, she wouldn't have never been on Michael's radar. So no. Michael no, literally didn't. picked her up because she stopped by the house. Yeah, there was just, you know, and truthfully, I, you know, you, I have done a, like a tidbit of research on circulars mm -hmm. that are targeting people. And, you know, it's just something about, you know, there'll be one little thing they pick up on and they'll, just, they'll follow them and see what their routine is. And I guess that was it for Michael. He, she came to my Childhood home. I'm gonna follow this girl to school and everywhere, and she's gonna be my victim later tonight yeah. on Halloween. I mean, it's just like so. I mean, really, but I think the girls when you know, what was it? Was it Nancy mm -hmm. uh, that said speed kills? Yeah. Um, just, PJ Souls. Which he, no, it's Linda. Then it's Linda. Lit, lit, hey, jerk! Speed kills. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. like sealed their own fate with that. Yeah. Because um, Michael's not a forgiving person. He's, no, he is not. 
He's out for blood. He's, he, you mentioned he's, he's like, like a, George. He, he, he takes it personal. You mentioned, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned he's like a shark in the water. Yeah, like, he really is. Blood. Um, uh, my cousin um, Devon Frank Whitlow says, "Big family, big family reunion tomorrow." Cuz you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Uh, it's in Smith's Grove, so I will be in Smith's Grove tomorrow sometime. Now, hopefully, Michael won't be there. Ooh, scary. No, uh, but um, yeah, man. Uh, she he just. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill you, definitely. You know, and so, you know, it, it's almost like there yeah. were several, several times in the movie where he could have totally killed, like, for instance, uh, Linda, uh, Linda Brackett, right? He took her time. Yeah, yeah but he took it. It's like a mouse. It's like a cat playing with a they mouse. came back at her. That's big kills. <laughs> killed, her in the, killed her in the car. No, that's, uh, that's Annie. No. Yeah, it's Annie Brackett. My bad. I'm drawing a blank. But anyway. Uh, but Annie, Annie got killed in the car. Lit, uh, yeah, uh, Linda got uh, choked. Choked. Yeah, it was a good choke. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Yeah, it was a good choke, but it came off like she was having an orgasm. Yeah, well, that's why. But you know, it was. Is that what choking's all about? That what I don't know. I ain't never did that. I don't know. I don't know your life. But uh, life. why you gotta turn it on me? But uh, but uh, like I'm yeah. choking people. I'm choking Brandy, nobody. Brandy, all right. Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. There's no, no choking more, going man, on. Man, no, no more talking about choking, bro. It's, well, that's how he killed her. That's man, how he man, killed man. them both. Actually. So let me ask you this question too. All right, so uh, with Michael, do you feel like all right? So there's a there's a scene where um, uh, Tommy is being picked on by Lonnie and his buddies, and uh, and you know, and they was like they made him trip and drop a yeah. pumpkin and stuff, and then like Lonnie ran into Michael and Michael just. Freaked him. If you read the comics, that, that wrecked that kid for the rest of his life. But you know, but um, they should bring him back for Ellen Kills or ends. It would be great. Uh, but yeah, so this, so so so, do you think that Michael felt any sympathy towards Tommy at that point of being, or does he? No, or he, sees, he doesn't feels, feel sympathy at all. I don't feel that he feels anything. So why? Why do you feel like he was stalking? Like, was he thinking, "Well, I can kill him now"? Like, but it was the thing. Well, until. Halloween 2018, you didn't actually think he killed kids. So, oh, yeah, well, you know, that is not the case. He would kill a kid. Because, I mean, just horror films usually didn't do that. So, you kind of thought, well, maybe, my, and you thought Jason the same thing, that maybe they had sympathy for children. Yeah. But, now, I don't think he has sympathy for Tommy at all. I, I think he would have killed Tommy later on in the movie if he had killed Lori. Yeah. It's hard to fall in love with horror movies when the real world is more scarier. Yeah, it's true. That's why we, that's why we lean on horror as a escape. We need to escape. Into yeah, something. a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, horror is, is 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 escapism. You know, uh, to it's not some like somebody once asked me, uh, well, why do you watch horror? You know, you're the Christian and things. And yes, I am a Christian. I don't deny my faith in Christ. Uh, but horror for me is is a way to escape the horrors of reality. Like I, I and and it's some horrors. Like like somebody like Freddy Krueger is not scary to me because it, it, I know that it's not a real thing. Even though it's based on a true story, but uh, um, I know it's not a real thing. Yeah, it is based on true. Story. I, I I've heard the story. Yeah. I just I don't know how accurate that is, but uh, but yeah, it's but horror is escapism. Um, John Carpenter once said, uh, your first impulse in life uh, when you're born is 
being afraid. You're born afraid. So it's the most human. It's the most basic human emotion that we as human beings have. And horror movies help do that. Help us to feel that, or but feel that safely. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I can watch a movie and like, like, oh no, he's gonna kill this person, whatever. But then after the movie, after the, but after the Hush film, stop. That's uh, that's Siri. Stop. Oh, Siri. But anyway, don't say your name. But anyway, uh, so we can watch these things and then escape in them, but not like, but then like after the movie goes off. We're not surrounded by dead bodies or anything. You know yeah, exactly. It's meant for entertainment, and a lot of people don't understand it. I must say, a lot of Christians don't understand. I'm going to use my family as an example. Yeah. Like they still harp on me for watching this stuff, and then I'm like, it's you just don't get it. I understand you don't get it, and my dad is like, you're blind. <laughs> you're blind. You know, and it's all right. I mean. I don't take offense to it. I don't get offended that someone says you don't understand. Well, I don't understand why you want because it's 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 it starts with darkness, you know. Horror films are dark, and I'm like, it's truly for entertainment. And the people that make this movie understand that. Yeah. They're not hoping someone actually gets inspired by this and goes out and kills someone. Right, and there is some some crazy loose-headed minded people in the world that could take something like this and do things like that. Like there's people that literally see an actress in a film yeah. and decide I love her and stalk this person. Like uh, uh, Daniel Harris had a stalker for years that she had to legally get rid of, you know? Um, and so uh, there's other been other people that have actually died by the hands of, of stalkers because, yeah. you know, there's some sick minded people in the world, but uh, but in horror films, the normal fans that love horror films aren't out for that. Like when we go to conventions or whatever, and we meet these people, it's like just like, hey man, I thank you for entertaining me. Yeah, I thank you, Bill Mosley, for entertaining me. I thank you, John Carpenter, for entertaining me. Uh, you know, just different people I met. Sid hey, thank you, sir, for entertaining me. You know. Yeah, I I 100 agree, and. and most of them are grateful. <laughs> I ain't gonna say all of them. Some of them are. Some, of, but there's. Or maybe really... it's the maybe they're just having a bad day, mm-hmm. too. You know, like I had a bad experience with Kane Hodder, but everyone says like how awesome he is. Well, to me, he wasn't so awesome, but he was a little bit rude. But then I met Tony Todd, who. Hers is a game changer. It was the absolute game changer, man. We actually had a conversation. We got lost in time. Like, he didn't ask me for money or anything. He forgot all about money. He forgot where he was. I always forget where I'm at, but, you know, he forgot where he was. And we just had a conversation about Candyman, 24, the Final Destination films, just, you know, in life in general. He was so excited to reprise the role of Candyman. Man. And this is like eight, nine years ago. And I'm like, man, this guy's so passionate. And he's not just passionate about the film. He was passionate about the fans. He was so grateful. And he just changed everything. Like mm-hmm. I like I've met, like I said, Kane Hodder. I, I met the guy that played uh, Michael uh, Tyler Maine in the Rob Zombie's version. I met Tyler Maine. I, um, I met I met Ken Kersinger. He played Jason. Yeah, I met him too. He's a sweet guy. Yeah, and those guys, you know, they they were kind. They were nice. And and but Tony, 
was on just on a freaking different level. I met James Drew Courtney. That guy is a rock star. He is so sweet. Uh, oh my goodness, he's I, I, I was just fabric. Well, yeah, I can't even think of the word, but I was just like, yeah, you know, just to meet this guy, get an autograph from him, and talk to him, and just it just like really was a great experience for me. And I was, and I also met John Carpenter several times uh, at WKU. He came to give a lecture in one of my in one of my film classes. Um, but and I and I seen him when he came into the came into uh, what now they call Jody Richards Hall. We called it Mass Media. Uh, you know, mass mammoth back in the day. Uh, he came in and uh, he went outside to smoke a cigarette. This is during the whole Kobe Bryant uh, alleged rape scenario thing that's going on. And so I asked him, I was like, I was like, man, what do I have to ask him? Because I went outside and he was sitting out there smoking. He was by himself. Nobody else has noticed him. Um, and and I know, I knew who he, what he looked like. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, yeah. So I was like, hey, man, what about them Lakers? He said, oh, man, they should get it together, man. They blah, 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 blah. And we started talking about the Lakers. And I was like, man, I hate this was going on with Kobe. And he said, oh, well, he'll, he'll, he'll make it through this. You know, da, da. And he just, and we're just having a conversation, man. And, and I'm like, in my mind, while I'm talking to him, I'm thinking, I am literally sitting here talking to John Carpenter like it's nothing, just shooting the breeze. Exactly. And I love that. It's a great, it, yeah, when you, so when you meet somebody like that, it just is a game changer. Yeah. It was. It really is. And I, another experience I had was with Tom Atkins. Like, the oh, dude literally yeah. inspired me to rewrite a script uh, I had written. And I wrote it for this one character for him because he wasn't in the original. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Bro. Oh, I love to have Tom. Tom's awesome. Love he that. made fun of my shirt. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, because he just, he, he, was, he was really selling Night of the Creeks for me. I had never even seen it, never even I've heard seen of it. it since then. Oh, yeah. I bought it right after I talked to him. Literally the next day, I went. Fye was still and you know still running. They had it for like twenty four ninety nine. I was like, I don't care. Tom Atkins says this is an amazing movie. It, he it sold is. me on it, it. and it's it like Jill Whitlow's in it. And I was, it's like, and I watched it, and I was, I fell in love with that movie. With I that man, Tim, that, Tom, well, Tom, oh, man, yeah, he's great, man. He really is. Yeah, and he's like, if you ever do write this script, call me. I'm always looking for work. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I met, uh, and then we get back to Halloween. But I met Michael Berryman. If for those that don't know Michael Berryman, he was in the original Hills Have Eyes. Uh, I believe he shows up in a couple of jo uh, Rob Zombie stuff too. But he's also in Weird Science, and he's in. Yes, he's, he was. Uh, he's he he looks very very odd. He just he has an actual condition where he doesn't have pores, he doesn't have hair, uh, he doesn't have fingernails. But he's a really really gentle giant. He's a sweet guy. And uh, man, me and him spoke for over an hour, just talking at, at in Nashville at a convention. It was he didn't even charge me for no autograph. He just we just sat and talked. And uh, just when you meet people, I got Ken Sagos, uh, 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 you know Mick. Uh, just man, and it's just yeah. just great stuff. But anyway, back to Halloween. Halloween. Um, uh, so who's deaf in this movie? Was the who was the best? What was the best death for you? Uh, Linda's boyfriend getting stabbed. Stabbed and the uh, head tilt. There's all Nick yeah, Castle. the head tilt. Yeah, and I I was watching it last night. And I was like, man, Jason really copied him. <laughs> Just yeah. like, and I had never noticed the head tilt 
really like I noticed it last night. It's like it's to me though. He, he's it's like he's in like investigating death. Oh, they said they bring back Lonnie and uh, Halloween Kills. Uh, KJ said that by the way. So That's answer, great. I, so to answer your question, thank you, KJ. Hey, if y'all jump on YouTube on my on our Mark Out Movie po- Podcast page, uh, if you want to, your comments will show up on the screen. We just can't do it on Facebook. It doesn't alert us that there's comments on Facebook. Uh, but uh, my cousin Shatria says Salem's Lot traumatized me as a child. The Exorcist and the Omen and Children of the Corn. Halloween wasn't that scary to me, and it wasn't for everyone. But for me, it's how what what's scary about Halloween is not only the face of Michael Myers, the mask, the William Shatner's altered mask, which I didn't. I love finding out that that's what it was years later. But yeah. uh, and now I cannot tell. I can only see William Shatner <laughs> in the mask every time I look at it. I see William Shatner's face. But um, uh, I love that. But it's got to be that score by John Carpenter. Yeah. The the not only that score, and I know KJ will appreciate that. Not only John, because he's a composer as well, but uh, not only John's score for the main Halloween score, but the the Stalk and Lori score and everything, all the the subtle, yeah. you know, whenever you see Michael in the distance. And I love It raises that. the suspense for the film. I mean, mm-hmm. anytime that any kind of a score was played in Halloween, it just, it just raises the bar. Like you knew something was about to happen. It, it almost similar to Jaws in that sense. When that score hits, movies, games, and music are nice. Escape from reality, absolutely. I agree, hundred percent. I need to get back to gaming so much. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that score, man, is uh, is uh, you mentioned Giles, it's yeah, just I mean, very much like that. Yeah, I mean, you take the score out of the movie, and it's not terrifying at all. And uh, I, I mean that for Jaws as well, or any big horror film that came out, it always has a good score. I'll even include this with Friday the 13th. You take away that little score. You take it out of the movie, it's not the same. What, Music oh, elevates the movie. I want to show real quick a clip from, this is a reaction from the hot, the audience recorded in 1979. Uh, this is like the movie came out in 78, uh, but, the movie, but this is an audience re- reaction uh, that was filmed in 79. I just want you to hear everybody's reaction. This is towards the end of the movie.
chase uh scene with Lori at the end is just um like the whole thing leading up to it just even the eerie feeling walking her walking from her house or not her house but Tommy's house to um to um, the other house uh the murder house in this case um it just was so eerie it just it just sense of presence about it yeah I mean he definitely had a Tremendous presence, <laughs> like, like terrifying presence. I mean, like, if I would have been around, I was not born in '78. Uh, Neither was I. <laughs> uh, but if I had been like a teenager watching that movie, I've been terrified. Like, I have never experienced anything quite like that in a movie theater. Uh, the most roaring crowd I've ever been to was probably Friday the Thirteenth reboot, and that was that was a bunch of cheers at the opening scene. When Jason kills pretty much everybody, uh, and, but nothing. I've never been in a theater where people were literally, you know, on the edge of the seat, terrified. Yeah, I think it's missing today. I don't know? think that. Like I remember, uh, I remember the audience reaction of watching Halloween Resurrection. Uh, it was, I mean, it started out pretty strong. I think Halloween, Halloween twenty eighteen was a pretty strong audience, but I think mainly. Uh, the only audience that I'm thinking about, honestly, that I can think of the reaction is the end game. Like I can remember that moment where uh, you hear uh, uh, on your left or whatever, and then like that portal opens up and you see, and you're like, oh my gosh! Like everybody starts erupting. I remember that that watching that in movie theaters here. Um, but yeah, that was a bit horror. Hard. I don't think I really. I, I've seen people like Get Out was great. That was a great, great, uh, great type of experience, uh, especially like that moment where uh, uh, spoilers for, for Get Out, the moment where uh, you see the police lights coming up at the end and he just shot the girl. And you think, oh, Lord, oh, like especially the black dude, you're like, oh, no, he must have died. <laughs> That's what your first mi- mindset is like, oh, Lord. And then when you see the eruption when it's Laurel. Uh, and you're like, oh man, yes, you know, yes. You just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's hard to just fabricate, uh, you know, those type of experiences at the movie. That's why you yeah. need theatrical films, like going to the movies just to experience. Yeah, that's why I love it. You get the reactions, and that's why I like going like on Friday nights. Uh, I, I miss that, you know, for the most part of my life going to the movies. I didn't. I rarely went on Friday nights. Mm. I didn't like big crowds when I was a teenager. So I do more so as an adult. I like seeing people's reactions because I'm a big film fan. I, I, I love that. So, okay, I'll let you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'll go finish, ahead. finish your thought. Right, go ahead. Okay, real quick. Uh, Audience participation add to the movies back then is rare today because people don't get get to the theaters anymore and that kind of piggyback on what you're saying yeah they don't um you know like 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 i said friday 13th reboots the closest thing i got uh 
people erupted when Jason killed all those people. Mm-hmm. And that was nice. It was a good feeling. I was like, wow, I never heard of an audience. Like, the closest thing I could tell you of an audience would be WrestleMania. That, uh, it, was, it kind of felt that, like, I'd never smaller, been to WrestleMania. If it, like a smaller eruption like that. But, yeah, and the crowd was just livid and, then, you know, on fire. Like, when The Rock would come out and open, he opened it up. He, he set the ball. <laughs> he set it too high, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We were electrified with him, yeah, but yeah. It, that's it's, it's a similar experience. They kind of shot themselves in their foot, didn't they? But uh, uh, oh wow, that audience was really in tune with the movie. Uh, yeah, they were. Uh, let's see. I do miss watching movies in theaters where the audience is so into the movie. Yeah, I agree. And then lastly, Get Out and Avengers Endgame were two good examples for me too. Yeah, uh, yeah, those type of movies were uh, just excellent audience vibes, man. That's what this movie does, and part of it, uh, most of it is the score. Like the camera is a character in this movie, so is the score. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you need. And and and, and what you said about Giles is excellent too, because in that movie, the score is a character in the movie. The, the score, uh, when you don't see. Uh, when you when you don't see uh, you know Bruce, uh, you and you hear the score, do do You hear that, you think he's around. <laughs> you know, you yeah. think just like uh, and and yes, Sean Cunningham stole it too. Or, you know, well, this is uh, Mancini's score was great, but yeah, uh, it's just like in Friday Thirteenth that that uh, key kept my mind. You know, yeah. you hear it and you think, well. Then you didn't know it's Jason, but now you know that you associate that with Jason. Yeah, in his presence. Yeah, it, it, it's catchy and it, it works. And if they would have went with something else, you know, I don't know. I I don't think Friday Thirteenth would have lasted. If I think the score is much of the reason why it's so popular, because you didn't have Jason in 1980. You, you had Mrs. Voorhees. You had Pamela. Yeah. And I think the score gets you through that movie. I think the movie's good. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a good movie. Sean Cunningham got lucky. <laughs> Just, I will never give that man love because he lives off Jason Voorhees. Um, In my opinion, he didn't even create it. And so, I think that, uh, like, with the Halloween score, I think, like, later, like, in 2018, we'll talk about it later, but Cody Carpenter uh, and Mike and John actually beefed up the, the tempo and the yeah. score made it meatier. And uh, give us some heaviness to it because it's a Halloween 2018 is such a heavy movie, uh, heavy horror film. Um, but yeah, I just I like um, I want to talk about another character in this movie. Where my my favorite character in this movie is uh, PJ Souls character. Wonder. Yeah, I love her I totally. I totally love her, and I also love Sheriff Sher- Brackett. You know, I, I, I love how he uh, he he wants to dismiss. Well, actually. He wants to dismiss uh, uh, Loomis, but also Loomis is to be a blame for some of this, too, because he didn't alert. He alerted his boys, like the sheriff's department, to be on alert. Yeah. But he never alerts the media. He says, should we, Brackett says, should we alert the media? Let them know that this man is here and to be on. They said, well, no, he'll be shooting it. They'll be shooting at everybody, everything that moves, you know, which ultimately what happens in two. <laughs> they go a little crazy with it, right? Yeah, and also I, I think he didn't want to massacre, mm. but he kind of he knew someone was going to get killed that night. 
like he didn't do everything he could have to prevent to prevent it. I don't think it's like now I'm not saying he wanted it to happen or anything, but he could have. They could have done a. Loomis could have done a better job yeah. at preventing it. You know, he he stayed at Michael's house way too long. I forgot to mention this. Uh, my cousin mentions this too, and this is true. I forgot about this. Thank you, Tria. Uh, the music and the mask is what gets you. And then she mentions WKU Orchestra. Yes, WKU Orchestra did like help with the the music of Halloween. I think it's even in the first original uh, credits. I think it says something like either Bowling Green or WKU. Uh, because his, John Carpenter's father was like the uh, head of the music department at WKU, uh, you know, here. That's why that's how they moved from New York to Kentucky. You know, uh, his dad took a job here at, at WKU. And so that's yeah. very much that. Um, and she said she's going to sleep with the lights on tonight because the <laughs> music. And the first few Halloweens were good, but got silly after that. Love that they put Bowling Green on the map. Absolutely. And that's what. And that's why the movie resonates with me so much is, you know, I grew up like driving on the uh, ride with my mom or whatever on the bypass. And, you know, they mentioned the bypass and they mentioned Russellville Road, Russellville, Smith's Grove and me going to the country to see my granddad in Smith's Grove. I'm like, where's Michael? You know, uh, because it's, it's 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 his home. And there's a rumor that two was shot here. It never it really wasn't as just as just a legend. But um, but yeah, uh, what were your thoughts on uh, some of these other characters uh, like Anne Brackett and uh, well, Anne Brackett, Sheriff Brackett, and then Linda? Like I actually like Annie the best. I I don't know why. I just I think it's the actress. Like everything I've seen her in, she's just been really good. Now her death is I don't know. It just felt fake to me a little bit over the years. It just I, was, I first saw it, I was kind of terrified of it, but over the years, it's it's just, it feels phony. Her uh, death was probably the weakest death yeah. movie, but hers is... But I thought her overall acting was really strong. But they made characters in this movie that you cared about. You yeah. didn't want them to die, and no. so many times, like, the, like they he teased at her death, like, you could see him looking at her when she was trying to, uh, like, you know, he kills the dogs, like, this man don't care about killing dogs, man. <laughs> he no, I don't care about dogs. Uh, he eats dogs too. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, he does. Yeah, they, they both, mentioned they mentioned both versions. A, they mentioned that there's a dead dog inside of Myers home that's been eaten. Uh, it is warm, yeah, so it's, Michael it's got also hungry. in resurrection, I don't believe. Um, and then uh, bones dog. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, but yeah, there. But Anne, you know, she's uh, that song she's singing. Oh, Paul, you call. You know, things like that. But uh, this, her character was a character. I actually enjoyed her character, mm-hmm. and so, and I enjoyed all the characters, the lady characters, not so much the guys. The guys were throwaways, but the ladies, yeah. the ladies were the ones that, when they died, you're like, oh no, that she's dying. You know, you cared about that character, and um, and yeah, uh, she goes to get the keys because the door is locked, and then when yeah. she gets back in. She gets back to the car and the, and it's just one shot that the camera just pop not one shot but the camera just following her getting the keys and you think where is he gonna jump out at and I love that and then like you, she gets in the car and she don't even think about the fact that this door was already locked so 
So Michael had a lot. He unlocked it to let her in. And then, like, you could see the kind of, the, and I didn't notice this until tonight, last night, the kind of, the conversation. Mm-hmm. And she's wiping. I was like, I always wondered what was she doing. But it's just that they're steaming it. Somebody's been in there breathing. Yeah. Body heat. And so she's wiping it, and that's when he grabs her. And he I, he chokes her, but I think he ultimately stabs her or sli- slashes her, don't he? Because it looks like his hand does something. Yeah, it's just there was no blood. There's no blood, though. There's not a lot of blood in this movie. That's KJ. Um, Hardin County and Halloween 2. That's true. Um, but you know what? One thing I would have put a hope for some at some point in this series that they would have brought up Paul. You know, I mean, yeah, they mentioned Paul, like, but they never. He, he never. He, he, he didn't show up. No, no, I'm not. Like he's if you from a character study, he's got to be considered the luckiest man alive. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if he would have like had regret, like he wasn't there to protect Annie, or you know, I, I as a character study, I would love this. For him to be in one of these two Halloween sequels. I was thinking about that. Not so much that. I was thinking about this. I was thinking about young Michael in this movie. What if the movie went this route? Instead of Michael walking out with the knife in his hand, you know, but what if he, like, made it look like Judah's boyfriend murdered her? Because he left the house. Yeah. You know, and uh, and it, and he just would live the rest of his life, but, you know, little by little murdering people and stuff like that. Uh, and I was like, it would have been a totally different movie. I just, uh, just like a little, that little idea popped in my head. I was like, that would have been a totally different movie if Mike, if Michael hadn't have got caught. Yeah, that's probably what Rob should have done. Absolutely. Make it your, and when they, when they say make it your own, they don't mean, he didn't like, make it his own, but <laughs> they don't, they don't mean to, uh, like, Give Michael a backstory. He comes from a crappy home. Nobody needs that. Evil is better when you don't know why they're doing it. Yeah. Like, like you know, it's not not everything is abuse. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody uh, was abused. Uh, KJ also says, I like. I feel like Annie's death hit the hardest on on the film. Even though Linda's, Lori, and Annie were close friends, Annie was more closer to Lori. Then they then they were like sisters. Uh, yeah, I I could agree with that. I think that um, they were the closest uh, friends. Yeah. But I also feel that um, I feel like everybody, all the friends, kind of underestimated Lori. I think that, and I got that vibe that that they looked at Lori like, oh Lori, you're just you're too plain. I like, like, I can't. You, you think about boys? Yeah, Lori, I didn't know you thought about boys. You know, they always like treat her like she was like a lesbian or something. Yeah, they, yeah, they treat her like she's a, she's like, not like they capable. were all, like they were too, almost like they were too good for. Yeah. In a sense. Like, like she's a friend, but she's like the friend that they just keep alone. Like, hey, do me a favor. Watch these kids while I go and do what I want to do. Yeah, they take advantage of her. Yeah, yeah, they take advantage of her. Like, not really truly friends. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, friends, but they just, like, they're not really lasting relationships. Like, like if they had all lived, maybe after high school and college, they probably wouldn't have been as close as they would have, as they were in high school. This is what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Friends separating apart. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I, I feel you. But uh, let's see. 
And now he's blowing this up. Uh, what are you saying? Oh, Lord. He's on Rob Zombie. Stripper man bullshit. Couldn't stand that dang stepdad. Hey, but uh, William Forsythe is great. Yeah, he was great in the movie. But yeah, the, but like, I don't, yeah. I don't hate Rob Zombie's Halloween. I hate the sequel. The pushover <laughs> kind of yeah, that's what we're saying. She's almost like a pushover. But and and let's we're getting to the end of the movie. Um, uh, and I want to mention this. The uh, so the final girl trope is a trope that has been out since Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, you know, she is dubbed the first final girl in horror films. Um, and then, but what Laurie did, because she didn't really, she didn't really fight back in, in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, she just escaped and lived. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She didn't really fight back. Laurie is credited as the first final girl, uh, and I'm I'm probably misremembering Black Christmas, like the final girl in that. But I'm thinking that she didn't really. She might fall back a little bit, but she I don't think she fall back to the level that Lori did. From what I remember, I only seen it once. Maybe she didn't fight back at all. Uh, I don't think they had an actual scene together. Like he calls her at the end of the movie. Yeah, uh, I know that she goes in the room and then he's like. Hey. You know something like that? Yeah. That's so. The movie's creepy, man. But uh, but you never see the dude's face. But uh, you just see his eyeball, and he's looking all weird. Uh, but in this movie, like, she takes that uh knitting needle and stabs Michael in the neck. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, um, stabs him and pokes him in the eye with the with the clothes hanger, uh, which is smart. I wouldn't have thought that of that. I would have died a long time ago in this movie. Uh, let's be honest. Um, and then, uh, and then she takes the knife and stabs him. She, she stopped throwing the knife around. But I love how she was like so like, um, re- re- what's the word I'm looking for? Repulsed. She's repulsed by it. Repulsed by this bloody weapon and repulsed by. So she throws it away. But you know. Yeah, I remember thinking. Hey, actually, I said this last night out loud. It's like, no, you don't put the knife down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like I was, I got into it, and I, I, it's been a while since I got into like a horror movie like that, watching it at home. I feel you. I, I got into it as well. But uh, and like you know, that's like it's such a white woman. <laughs> See Aaron rubbing off on me. Cause hey, he's always saying that's, that's such a white thing to do. It but, really <laughs> is. Like we black folks don't tend to uh, give you the weapon back when you shoot. But uh, but no, we we tend to just like go ahead and. Hold on to that thing for a little bit. And just you know, we ain't even gonna check to see if you're still living. We just you down, we out. We like let's let's go. No, when he went down though in the hanger scene, yeah, I was like, no, you stab him in the head. <laughs> you yeah. keep stabbing him in the head. Yeah, and she just walked over him. I was like, no, no. It reminds it reminds me of seeing in the new wrong turn. Like somebody wanted to make sure somebody was dead for sure in that movie. But uh, but yeah, uh. This man, this uh, movie, man. Uh, so that final girl trope. I, this is my point. Okay. If it hadn't have been for, say, a, a, a Laurie Strode, I don't believe we would have got a Sydney Prescott or a Nancy. Uh, uh, 
I can't believe I can't think of that. Nancy, Nancy Thompson. Yeah, I I, I don't uh, think that I think I, I don't think that we would have got those final girls if it had not been for I tell you one final girl you wouldn't have got. Who? Alice from Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, that's for sure. I know it seems like I, I'm hating on my, 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 my franchise, but I'm really not. I mean Well she was weak. she was the weaker of the final girls too. One and two was better. Uh, Mommy's talking to you. Um I mean I liked Alice. I know you know what though when I first seen Friday Thirteenth original because I didn't see that the originals later on like I had seen three four five six seven eight but I hadn't seen it was before. You are so weird when it comes I, to movies. Like I didn't know that Jason wasn't the original killer, but you know when I was you watching, start watching the person like what's going on? Yeah, I was like, but what I, I got so so upset over because I've I've always been a Bacon fan. I had no idea Kevin love, Bacon was love, an original. I love Bacon. I mean, I got so upset when they killed Bacon. Y'all should make us a t-shirt that says we love Bacon and put the Mark Out Movie Podcast on it and send it to us. 3X, probably 4X. All right. But, uh, I'm almost down to a 2X. <laughs> oh, what's up? <laughs> but, um, um, but, yeah, no. Uh, but what do you think about that point, though, with the final girl? Like, with, with her fighting back, and becoming the uh, um, prototype for other final yeah, girls. Yeah, she she uh, Lori is the the first final girl. Where I, Nancy, I wouldn't. Nancy took it up a notch. Nancy took it up a notch, but and I I consider Nancy my favorite final girl because mm. you know I I don't know I mean she, she fought Freddie I mean the Dream Master I mean she she fought Freddie I mean and beat and beat the heck out of him brought him into real life yeah and, and she was the one over. to really fight back yeah Lori was just surviving you know yeah anyone against Jason they were basically surviving they weren't trying to but fight you know the my point too Nancy is, was yeah my point too is though because of these people like you got different variations of that final girl trope that has at one as now and I'm and I'm stopping at Sydney Prescott because Sydney Prescott is from the very first scream to the very last screen that we see it which is for until the new one comes out she is strong she's much of a stronger character yeah and she's not like you know she don't take any crap and I, and I put her on that level now with the with the lorries and the nancy's and you know because she's that strong and that's just a credit to wes craven and you know his innovation is a is a creator so you know, my opinion on wes has changed over the years well, we ain't gonna get on it, but yeah. I, it really has, though. I mean, I didn't usually put him up there with Carpenter. I do now. If maybe a little more, I, I have to really go back and see the the library of both these guys. But I really think they're neck and neck now, and they made classics. You can't deny them, though. Yeah. I mean, they. I mean, West he he made two icons with Freddie and Ghostface. I mean. He really did. Yeah. I mean, that's true. That's red. Uh, and 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 you can say the same for Carpenter too. Uh, he made uh, Michael, and um, he made Pliskin. Yeah, snake. Yeah. And uh, you know, and freaking Roddy. He gave us Roddy Piper. You know, he showed us that Roddy Piper was a badass. I mean, us wrestling fans already knew. Well, we that. already knew that. But I'm saying, <laughs> but Roddy became a bankable. Even though you know he was in low budget stuff, but. Roddy man had promise. Uh, just I'm I'm a huge Roddy Piper fan too. So, but anyway, uh, but yeah, he was he was awesome to meet. 
He really was. Uh, yeah, I met him in Nashville, I think. Um, but uh, God rest his soul. Yeah. But uh, th- so real quick, let's uh, go ahead and get into our uh, final thoughts, and then we're gonna share our, our marks uh, for this movie. Uh, my final thoughts, as far as like with <laughs> Loomis, shoot, Loomis was almost like chasing the, and that's what Loomis becomes in the series is like chasing his great white, uh, chasing that whale, you know, that whale. Yeah. Uh, he becomes that that guy that chases that, you know, and, and he's almost like the yin to the yang of Michael. Yeah. And yeah, I, I love that. that. I agree with yeah. that 100%. My final thoughts on the movie, though, uh, you know, Michael was just this force that would not stop. You know, he's going to kill. Still still going. I'm pointing at the wrong side because <laughs> yeah. it's inverted. He just would not stop. He's... He, he will not stop until he kills Lori. Mm-hmm. And I know they they already did that with uh, was resurrection. He killed her in the opening, but it, it's, it's going to be a defining moment when he gets her. Mm-hmm. And I believe he's going to get her in ends. I don't think it's going to be kills. Yeah. I think it's going to be ends. Yeah. And, and it'd be fitting that it's called Halloween ends. And you know what? This is what I'm hoping for. No spoilers. If anybody knows, please don't spoil it for me. But I'm hoping. That what we get is if it, I mean it's got to be a time where it's yeah it's time for Jamie Lee to step away, uh you know she can't like stay here um you know but I'm hoping that we never get it I don't think they ever kill Michael because the Akkad say you cannot kill Michael that's the rule cannot kill Michael gotta always leave a window for Michael to live because uh, that's, that's you can't definitively kill the guy. You know, Carpenter was like, well, we're talking about two next week, but um, but I think that if you kill off Lori in ends, kills or ends, what is your other one? Probably ends. If you kill off Lori, you got to then have him either stalk some family, somebody new, or uh, maybe stalk Lori's granddaughter because she got away. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. We're going to get to it in 2018, but he's not after Lori. Um, no, he's not. He's but, not. But, well, he's just trying to get home by the new trailers. He just said his purpose is to go back home. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but then in 2018, he, like, she is so consumed with him. It's personal with her, with him. It's not. It's like, yeah, it's like, and you think it would be, he'd be locked up for so long. And he's like, well, he knows, well, he wants to, he wants to, I believe he wants right. to kill her. Yeah, like the one that got away. It's like yeah. the one that got away. Ooh, I'm going to get you. He's been itching to kill her all those years. Those dumb podcasters. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, y'all not real podcasters. We're real podcasters. But anyway, uh, wow. real quick, my mark out. So, okay. all right. So, the movie ends. Michael's laying down. Loomis shoots him six times, uh, nine times. How many times? I actually think in the original, it is five times, but in the sequel, it, they reshoot it. For six. Yeah. And he also was stabbed. They never mentioned that little tidbit. Michael's been stabbed by Lori, too. But anyway, he, he, you know. But um, uh, so. That is my favorite opening of any movie in the, in the series. This part two? Yeah. So we, I can't wait to watch it. I'm lit, I, literally, I agree with you real quick. Uh, I agree with you. Well, let me go and get my marks and then I'm going to say, because this is going to lead to my marks. So, all right. I give this five mark guys out of five, hands down. Why would I give it anything less? Uh, yes. This movie, I agree with you. I, as I was watching this movie, 
I was never bored. I was I was excited. Keeps you on the edge of your seat throughout. And then especially the third act, it just even though you know what's gonna happen, you are still like you're invested. You're glued. Yeah, yeah. you're invested. Uh, and it's crazy how I seen this movie. I can't. I lost count how many times I've seen this movie, and I own this film on every form of media. And nevertheless, I still was looking at that movie like, what's going to happen next? Even though I know literally what's going to happen next. Yeah, I, I agree. I couldn't take my eyes off of it that last 30 minutes um, at all. I mean, I was I was glued to the TV. And, you know, I, five markouts, of course. I mean, it's 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 a classic. It's one of my favorites. Um, it's not my favorite, but it is one of my favorite. I, I would say it's probably number two on the Carpenter list, though. I can't think of anything besides that and the thing that I truly love. Like yeah, truly is like, like you know, yeah. I mean, I like Christine and uh, I'll, I'll, yeah. I actually fancy uh, Memoirs of the Invisible Man. I, I, I know yeah, people don't do like that, that movie, Chevy Chase, but right? I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that movie. That was pretty good, too. I mean, hate the Kill me if you want to, guys. But I actually dug. That I, movie. I know I, a lot of people don't like. I love that movie. I, I love, actually like. It. I think I'm a cool. Chevy Chase fan, so I know that he's a prick. But I love Chevy. So well, I love. You know, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, if you, you're a fan of Chevy, you're a fan of Chevy, and I'm a fan. Of I'm Chevy. a fan of the artist. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with it. It's yeah, kind I, of like, I haven't met him in person, so. Um, but I think Bill first. Yeah, and we'll say this, and then we're all right. Um, he says it's a five out of five for me too. Yep, and uh, KJ, I assume there's a five for you if you're still watching. Um, but yeah, next week, this we're going to continue in the Halloween series. This is going to go all the way through to Halloween Kills. Um, and uh, so we're going to continue with Halloween 2, which, uh, you know, Carpenter reluctantly returned. So did Deborah Hill. And, and we'll talk about that. They reluctantly re- returned. They didn't really want to. Carpenter had to go get drunk to write this script. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Whatever gets you through it. I mean, whatever gets you through it. And we're talking about. Uh, I believe Rick Rosenthal uh, yeah. picked up the uh, directing of this, but it was a horrible, horrible experience for him. We'll talk more about that next week. Um, but I'm excited, man, just to kick off this Halloween series, especially with you. Um, it's fun, man. Uh, and and it got this movie. Watching this movie last night got me excited to start watching another horror movie. So I started like watching random horror stuff. Just to got me in the mood now. Gotcha it, it got me in the horror spirit, even though we're like two months away from like October. Yeah, I mean, I, like I wanted literally wanted to pop in Halloween too immediately. Yeah, and you know, I didn't really want to pop in Halloween twenty eighteen. Cause I, I mean I, I know that's it's the sequel now, you know it's a multi multi universe. I mean, it's a multi universe. Yeah, I mean, but it proved it in Halloween twenty eighteen. When you see the when you see the uh, the uh, Sham, silver shamrock mask, it's a multiverse. Yeah, you know what they should do though? They should do an actual sequel to Halloween three. Get Tom Atkins. I love that. Yeah, I, I know I know some diehard Halloween fans hate that movie. I don't personally hate it. I, I, but I, when I was younger. I hated it. Yeah, I hated it because I was like, "It's not Michael Myers, it's one of those guys." But now, I, now I honor it for what it is. It is a masterpiece of a film. Uh, I think Tommy Wallace directed that one. Yeah, uh, he's also a Bowling Green guy. 
Um, but yeah, but yeah, hey, uh, one more comment and then we're gonna cut it off, guys. We went over an hour. Oh, this is a long time. Uh, two comments. Oh my goodness, KJ says I want to be on. I, I want to be on Ben the episode. I imagine you saying you want to be on the next episode, which we can see if we can kind of. Let's see. We could probably bring you in on the double screen. What do you think about that? It's fine with me. All right. Well, you gotta be available. Be available. All right. I want to. I want a Michael Myers, Freddy, and Jason movie. All right. So these properties will never meet <laughs> because they are owned I, uh... by totally different studios. As far as right now, no. Michael now is owned by. He was to mention. He's no. Bloomhouse, right? He's from Bloomhouse. Yeah. Bloomhouse owns it. Universal, right? Yeah. Bloomhouse and Universal owns Michael. I don't Freddy, know. Freddie. Jason is, they're, they're fighting over Jason. Nobody owns Jason. <laughs> the, the original rights is supposed to go revert. Because there's this whole clause. That's why they made, um, that's why they made, what was that movie? Uh, 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 what? Uh, Pet Cemetery. That's why they made that Pet Cemetery movie back in 2018. 18? Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they made it because if they had not made that movie, the rights would have reverted back to Stephen King, and so. And now it's getting a prequel. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that's getting the prequel. Yeah, so that's what they did. So I think now Jason has lapsed, and now they don't know. King Potter chimed in on it and said that uh, he didn't believe Jason would ever be seen again on the big screen. Hmm. Which is a which is a pity. He he's a he's a juggernaut. He is uh if Michael uh, uh Bruce Campbell said Halloween is the Cadillac of slasher films. Uh and if that's the case, uh I would say Friday thirteenth and and Jason Voorhees is a monster truck of slasher films. Like he is such a he's a juggernaut. Yeah, I mean and I, I I'm a total Jason fan, but he's I, a mark for Jason. I really am. And I know his films aren't as good as some of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I say some because some of them are a joke. <laughs> they took him into a very light area, and I wish they hadn't. Uh, but, you know, I mean, some of them Michael films, you know, like, I don't, I'm not a fan of Five uh, or Curse, you know. But we're going to watch Curse and the uh, end of – we're going to also do the uh, producer's cut, too. Well, we are. Maybe because <laughs> I don't have that. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you borrow it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I, uh, I was gonna say I know his films aren't stronger, you know, but Jason, you know, his presence. I mean, just his presence when he's killing someone. It's just, it's a moment. It is a moment. <laughs> it is a moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's a moment. And that's um, why you go to his films to see him kill. You don't go for the story. You go for the kills. And yeah. He's like and, he's and, like a Big Mac, you know. And, and this and this is honestly like, and I will say this, where Jason, the concept of Jason, the concept of Friday Thirteenth was initially a ripoff of Halloween because at the Halloween you got a slew of holiday movies like you know uh, like uh, Sound Like Daily Night, uh, you know um, uh, what is it? Um, New, New Year's Evil, you know, other movies. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is in that too. They were really trying to rip but, off yeah, Halloween. There's all kinds of movies that just like create like domino effect after Halloween. But they didn't get it. I will say this 
later on, the the uh, versions of Michael Myers imitated more of Jason Voorhees because, like, the punching the hand through the like the finger through people's skull, that's something that Jason would be able to do. That's something that Michael never typically wouldn't be able to do. And that's kind of what Rob turned him into, and definitely in the sequel. Yeah. So he felt more like Jason than he did Michael. I was like, man, he's and he's big hulking, and yeah. you know. There's no. Uh, I love that they cast James Drew Courtney because he looks like he would naturally be Michael today. Yeah. You know, versus like uh, freaking big, huge, swollen Tyler Maine. You know, yeah. freaking saber tooth. He he. Yeah, he looks like you know. Where did Michael do steroids and hit the gym? Like, where did this happen? Did he eat his whole time of being in sanitarium? Uh, but all right, uh, I'm done. Uh, this is Jason is a horror icon. Yes. Yeah, definitely. But, all right, all right, we're done. We gotta stop this, guys, because we could talk for another hour or two. But um, next week, Halloween two. Uh, can't wait. Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey, and we are the Markout, Markout Movie, Movie Podcasters. Podcasters. Thank you for marking out with us.